I absolutely love what I do every single day. I think I got bit by the agriculture bug. What we're doing is we're putting out a, a very safe, a very healthy product. Consumer input, I think, now is, is really what drives us. Do you know where your food comes from? Welcome to Know Your Food. I'm Larry Williamson, CEO of Agriculture for Life. In this podcast, we go beyond the grocery store aisle to find out how your favorite foods are produced on the farm and follow it through the value chain to the moment it arrives on your plate. In this third episode, we visit with Cheryl Normando and Janet Melrose, who have just launched two new books called The Prairie Gardener's Go-To for Vegetables and The Prairie Gardener's Go-To for Pests and Diseases. The perfect companion for anyone who's taken up gardening or has been gardening for years. The goal of this podcast is to show that vegetable gardening in the prairies is a fun way to grow your food and connect you and your family back to the farm. In part one of this two-part podcast, Cheryl and Janet spoke with Craig Lester about what inspired them to write their books, their love for helping budding gardeners, and the vast range of skills kids will learn through gardening. Welcome to the program, Janet and Cheryl. How are you doing today? Doing marvelous. <laughs> That's fantastic. So tell us a little bit about this book. Cheryl, you go ahead as you had the idea to start. <laughs> sure. What we've got going on here is uh, we've got the first two books in the Gardener, uh, Guides for the Prairie Gardener series. So we've got the Prairie Gardener's Go-To for Vegetables, and we've got the Prairie Gardener's Go-To for Pests and Diseases. Um, they're both uh, available through our publisher, Touchwood Editions. Um, they're both Q&A style books. Um, so basically what we're doing is we're answering questions from prairie gardeners about their prairie gardens. Um, so things like how to troubleshoot uh, problems that crop up um, and just basically how to boost success with your prairie garden um, and all your gardening endeavors in it. Um, so the vegetable ones, we're, uh, with the vegetable book, we're, our focus is on growing food and encouraging everyone to sort of take whatever space they have small and explore the value and the rewards of growing edibles and bringing them to the table. Um, uh, we're kind of focusing on promoting a healthy environment for everyone. And I think I'd like to add to that, that we pitch the books at the level uh, for anywhere from beginners to very experienced gardeners uh, with the idea that we're always learning about gardening and it doesn't matter uh, how much knowledge and experience you have, there's always a little bit more to learn. So uh, we pitch it at the full range of people. Yeah. And what inspired the book? Basically, Janet's role as a garden educator and my writing and volunteer work, we keep getting asked the same questions a lot. Um, it's like, basically, what do I do with flea beetles on my cabbages? Why won't my carrot seeds germinate? Just over and over again, we get asked sort of the same sorts of things. Um, and we're always talking about similar topics. So we kind of realized that that's, that's the impetus for the books. And we also wanted to talk about the unique climate that we have in the prairies, you know, the ge geography the weather, um, all of the challenges that we face um, given all of those unique aspects um, kind of influence everything that we do in our garden. So um, we wanted to basically talk about that and talk about how we can help people navigate through that sort of, um, you know, all of those kinds of things. 
Yeah, from our perspective, from my perspective too, and like Cheryl says, you keep getting the, the, the same sorts of questions no matter where you are or perhaps even what the subject is. But uh, it's a lot of it is around that gardening on the prairies um, is a fairly unique environment, uh, you know, being landlocked and far from the seas and high altitude and all that goes with it. Um, and it's you, increasingly, well, not even increasingly, there's always been this metric that jeepers you can't garden in our area um you know i come from england i come from ontario i come from vancouver no worry you know i garden there i can't garden here so there's a fair amount of that involved as well but it's not limited just to the prairies some of the questions that we address are canada-wide um absolutely so it's it's got that focus but you know, when you talk gardening, it's pretty well, you know, the roots go in the ground and the leaves up above. Um, it's just the, the tweaking that makes it work for us. You talk about the tweaking there and the focuses that you had. I guess what was the feeling that you had prior to writing the book and the feeling that you had once you completed it? And how did that change? It didn't really change for me. I was kind of excited about the whole project right at the start, and I still have. <laughs> um, so yeah, I feel I feel that we've got a lot yet to say. We've got a lot to talk about. This is a series, so and we actually have just written um, the manuscripts for the, the next two books in the series, which will be out next next year. Um, so we're we're looking to build on what we've been working on, and um, just basically keep helping gardeners as much as we possibly can. The response to the first two books has been favorable so far. So we're just sort of hoping that we can keep giving useful, practical information. Yeah. Yeah. The emphasis on useful and practical. Absolutely, Cheryl. I think for me, um, I went into the books sort of as a, a serious, because I kept being told by people, you know, write a book so that you can tell us all that you know type of thing. Um, for me, what really was getting me excited as we were writing them is the chance to uh, convey the ethos that both Cheryl and I believe in around the gardening, the holistic angles of, the, mm-hmm. of gardening. So it's not just, you know, how do I kill ants in my garden? Because uh, actually we want ants in our garden, just we don't need to have them in the middle of our grass where the barbecue is type stuff. Um, what to me so when I'm hearing feedback from people, which I'm really thrilled to hear, is you know it's like sitting down and chatting with you. Um, the voice comes across, and uh, and even more importantly, is a chance to express um, how we've evolved as gardeners and how we believe gardening fits into the overall um, metric of promoting environmental stewardship, uh, conserving wildlife, that whole larger piece. So it's, it's gardening is one part of that puzzle that we have as, as environmental stewards, along with feeding ourselves and food security and all the other issues we have. So to me, that change as we were writing, as we were writing, I could feel it welling up that uh, we were providing a, a, almost a, I don't know, what would you call it, Cheryl? 
I like well, it, yeah I think you've said it <laughs> said it brilliantly it's kind of that that's the whole thing and it's a sort of a framework that we're building yeah. on um yeah. you know we're, we're doing all the little little pieces but it's part of a really big picture um yeah. so yeah yeah it's, it's really been fascinating just to do the first like now now that we've completed writing the next two books in the series we've done now four books um so it, it's um yeah it's been really interesting to see how this has evolved and how I think you know we're going to carry this into the future so it does really as, as Janet says it does reflect um, our ethos definitely it's that that's a huge part of it um, we're, we're definitely reflecting on all of these things as we're writing um, yeah and we, we definitely want to talk about that and sort of encourage the whole environmental aspect and um, you know that kind of thing with all of the books so well, that's fantastic how important is it in this day and age for kids to get involved in edible gardening and understand how food is produced I think it's huge, absolutely huge. It's um, it's valuable as a teaching tool for one. Um, it, you know, you've got a bunch of sciences involved in gardening. You've got botany, you've got chemistry, you've got biology, you've got geology, you've got a bunch of stuff in there. You've got some mathematics as well. Um, so it's a teaching tool in that regard. But if you look at it um, from a broader perspective, it also gives them the knowledge that food isn't just something that you go and grab off the grocery store shelf. Um, it's something that you can sort of um put your inputs into. You can. Produce it yourself. You can, you know, you can plant a vegetable seed. Um, you can nurture and sustain it. Eventually, it's going to give you something that you can eat. Um, if you're growing vegetables or fruits um, or edible any edibles, um, so it's kind of this whole process of getting it from from seed to table and understanding all those inputs that you're putting into it. The water, the you know, the nutrients. You're looking at sunlight. You're looking at all of those kinds of things. All of the like the soil health. All of that. It's all very important, and that's something that. You know, it's really great for kids to understand how that all works. It's it's all connected, and, and yeah, it's part it, like it's part of that bigger picture that we were talking about. Um, so yeah, it, it also is a sort of a getting that understanding that healthy food is needed for a healthy body. Um, if you're participating in that, you can kind of get more of a sense than if you're just you know grabbing uh, an apple off the you know, off the store shelves. You're going to if you're actually growing that apple, you kind of see that picture a little bit more. So and I mean it's always fun to learn new 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 things and get new skills. So for children that's awesome. It's good good for adults too. <laughs> uh, I think for me it even goes deeper. Um, partially it's because I do a fair amount of work with children, um, ranging from 19-month-olds all the way up through to teenagehood. Um, but in particular, I'm going to draw on from my work from with the Child Care Centre at Mount Royal University. Um, gardening is a, a tool in some ways. It, it connects, it's what we're doing is we're fostering people uh, at a very young age to get connected with the natural environment, the, the biophilia aspect, our innate connection to nature. Um, it also engages children's curiosity, their need for experiential learning. Um, it gets them fascinated with the world of soil and insects, um, with how foods taste. I love it when kids just pull a carrot right out of the garden bed and wipe it on the shorts and munch it without even running it under a tap to, to wash off that last dirt. In fact, they tell me, and I, I believe it, that carrots taste better with dirt on them. Um, kids just dive right into gardening. Um, I do work with some kids that are inner city marginalized children 
And some of them have never, ever even thought about where their food is coming from. To your point, Cheryl. So we're, we're teaching them that, you know, like the carrot is a root and the, a leaf. Uh, we call it a lessons leaf because it's a leaf. Um, all of that stuff. And it just opens their eyes. It opens their eyes to the possibilities and, and just how the world is also interconnected. Um, that to me is the joy of working with children and, and, and teenagers too, for that matter, um, because you're you're opening their eyes up to possibilities. And I think we're raising the next generation of environmentalists, whether they're just gardening in their garden or get out into the big wide world of of, of environmental stewardship. So that to me is why it's so dramatically important. I love it when I see schools like elementary schools starting to incorporate uh, community gardens into their grounds so that mm. they can have outdoor classes, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, um, to me, and, and I hear it increasingly, why doesn't the school curriculum embed gardening in it? Because look, it touches all those subjects, right, Cheryl? Yeah. All of yeah. those subjects. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. probably more than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what I love is I love it when children drag their parents into gardening. Yeah, I've had awesome. more than one parent say, you know, Janet, you're to blame for the fact that now, instead of doing X, I'm in the garden growing carrots with my child because she has, in, she has or he has said, I want to grow carrots or peas or lettuce. And, you know, now here I am in the garden and I've never gardened before. So we're, we're bringing the parents as well. So I love that too. That's amazing. Uh, for our listeners who haven't started gardening and want to get started somewhere, where should they start? Mm-hmm. Okay, Cheryl, you lead off. Sure. Um, our books are a good place to start. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it seems obvious. <laughs> um, actually, there's there's lots of garden consultants. Um, there are gardening clubs. There's societies all across the country. Um, we've got quite a few in the province here. Um, they all offer courses and events, and there's assistance from experts online, in person. Um, there's all kinds of resources like that. Um, there are resources on the internet. I would recommend probably um, going with... Um, um, resources that are available from universities and extensions um, because the, the, the information given is um, quite a bit more uh, valid um, than off of some of the blogging sites and that kind of thing that you're going to get. Um, so those are all things. Your local garden centers, a lot of them will have horticulturalists on staff or various people that can, you know, gardening experts that, can, that might be able to help if they have time. Um, definitely that, that's an, you know, an area that you can take a look at. Um, otherwise, start small um, and simple. Don't, don't feel that you need to have a big, gigantic, beautiful garden design in one year. Um, it, it takes time. It takes time to learn. It takes time to experiment. It takes time to find the things that you want to grow and that are going to do well here. To me, it's kind of neat. Um, to me, gardening is getting started in gardening. So when was, it's just like the tree adage. When was the best time to plant a tree? Well, 20 years ago. When's the next best time? Now. So gardening is the same way. Um, I've been gardening since I've been three and I've gardened on three continents. So do I know all about gardening? Do I make mistakes? Do things happen? Absolutely. Every single year. Um, and I always think of gardening as a journey. So you just dive right in. But the other thing about gardening is, uh, 
you need to be thoughtful about it, especially as first-time gardeners, um, because we tend to view gardening as a simplistic thing, um, but gardening is not. It's got all of those variables that Cheryl was was mentioning, so many variations and variables. So it's not a simple linear thing. You know, I, I prepare a bed, I put some seeds in our water, and then I eat them. Um, so be thoughtful. What is it that I want to do, to do now? How, what do I want to learn? Um, what do I want to eat? Uh, especially if it's edibles, of course, you know, do I want to grow kale because I love kale or do I not want to grow kale because I hate the stuff? Um, so be very thoughtful about what it is that you want to accomplish. Then like Cheryl says, start learning. Um, learn as we do because time marches on, but learn and learn and learn. Uh, reading, absolutely. Taking courses. There's tons of online courses on right now. We've, mm-hmm. If there's anything that this pandemic has given us is access to online courses across the prairies, which is fantastic. Um, expert information. Expert information, yeah. whereas before we'd have to travel to go to Saskatchewan, for instance. Now we just click in um take those courses ongoing um and when you plant say your carrots and your lettuce and your peas and all that kind of stuff learn when it is that we eat them because we tend to plant everything and tend everything and then we eat it all at the end and we miss out half of the eating uh we don't want it big um at the end of the summer we want it tasty in the beginning in the middle and the end of the summers because then you can grow more um so to me it's it's accepting like you said the the fact that nothing will be perfect um that mistakes happen um and if there's one thing that our society is bad for is that perfection we 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 need to be perfect in everything we try or learn um we don't want anybody to get frustrated with gardening Mm-hmm. Uh, we want them to to experience the joy of doing without worrying about the results even um just getting used to the idea of gardening and figuring out what it, what the possibilities are imagining what we could do when i first started gardening in calgary in my first home here the first thing i did was plant 12 tulips that's all i did the first year um now my whole garden is a garden there's no grass no nothing else i took down the garage um so but you know what did i start with just 12 tulips and a pot of herbs so no you don't need to jump in big time like cheryl was mentioning we tend to do that too don't we cheryl uh (laughs) you know go big or go home no if you're gardening it's go little and then next year a little bit more and then a little bit more yeah that's the way it should be so that would be our advice oh and the other advice i would say start with the easy almost surefire veggies yeah Uh, don't try and grow artichokes or bananas (laughs) <laughs> Go with strawberries and and lettuce and peas and carrots and beans the, the, and kale. <laughs> Uh, go with the easy ones uh, because and and don't even bother with tomatoes yet because tomatoes are tricky. They come from Mexico. Why would we want to grow them in Canada? But we do. Yes, I'm learning that myself sort of thing. I started my own balcony garden this year and I've got tomatoes and I've got oregano from seed and I've got a bunch of other things and things have been very, progress has been slow. And so I'm, well, this, yeah. so I may have bitten off a little more than I can, can choose. I guess you we can all do, <laughs> but it's been a load of fun. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's the point. There you go, Craig. That's the point. Gardening is fun. It should be fun. Yeah, it's not something to stress about. That's Cheryl Normando and Janet Melrose, authors of the vegetable gardening books, The Prairie Gardeners Go-To for Vegetables and The Prairie Gardeners Go-To for Pests and Diseases. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter to stay in touch. Thank you for joining us. I'm Laurie Williamson with Agriculture for Life. I absolutely love what I do every single day. I think I got bit by the agriculture bug. What we're doing is we're putting out a a very safe, a very healthy product. Consumer input, I think, now is, is really what drives us.